0: You listen to Irish Radio Canada home and abroad and uh, we are talking to some of the organisers across the country of the St. Patrick's events and I won't say St. Patrick's Day because it varies and it's festivals, it's days, it's months and I have Kevin Tracy here with me from the United Irish Societies Montreal and the celebrations in Montreal are probably uh, at this stage I think maybe the oldest outside of Ireland when it comes to celebrations Uh, They're right up there. And the continuity is also there. Kevin, thanks a million for coming along. And I know it's been a difficult two years, the past two years. What's happening in 2022?
1: Well, 2022, it seems like our parade is back after two long years of being cancelled. And it never seemed like anything would align up where we could even get a even a march on the street. So you know, this year we we tried again and try to have a um, a downsized parade because the parades are usually pretty grandiose in Montreal, where you know we're having three to four thousand people in the parade. Um, the parade route goes down several kilometer, well probably about a little bit over a kilometer down the street, and we have many thousands show up. Um, so this year, with the plans for these things, our normal planning period is about three to four months. Well, now we pretty much have to go, you know, at a drop of a hat and start planning a parade. So we're going to, we're going with a, a 500 person, more of a march with the Irish communities with a few bands, and we'll have mascots and things for the kids and whatnot. Not so, not so heavy on the commercial floats and traveling bands and things like that, like we would have before. Um, just because we're, we're really trying to, you know, if you have to think back six weeks ago where we were with COVID when we started, thinking that we could actually potentially do a downsized parade, a lot of the COVID restrictions are in place and now everything is, they're dropping like flies, but we still can't make up that three or four months planning period. So uh, we got to do what we can do and put down what we can. And at least it's a start. It's better than, you know, an empty street for the past two years.
0: And as you say, Kevin, you know, it's one thing you guys put in the plans together, but for everyone who wants to participate, the amount of planning Mm -hmm. and practice and, Everything that needs to happen, the logistics involved, is a big job. So you just can't all of a sudden say, yeah, we're going to have this wonderful parade and think everyone's coming to the party.
1: Yeah, exactly. You have people that, you know, commercial units that are building floats. You have, you know, radio stations, bands that have to make travel plans, you know, it, all of the above. And, you know, that can happen in the space of weeks. So usually we start up in Mar- uh, sorry November for the March Parade. And, um, so this year, you know, we finally got approval because there's still a lot of questioning around what exactly the opening rules are. Uh, you know, we you always hear about bars, restaurants, things like that, and, and public events. Um, so the written, the written rule coming from the Quebec government is only coming in uh, March 14th. So, you know, we're really hoping that there's no, you know, um, surprise in that written rule that says we can't do this but that's that's kind of the uh the asterisk or the caveat that we have to have on this parade is that you know if covid cross our fingers covid doesn't go crazy in the next three weeks and the written decree from the government is good then we're good to go
0: kevin the history of the united irish of montreal the parade montreal as i said i think it's is it the longest running parade in north america
1: it was the longest consecutive running, which meant having no breaks whatsoever. So even during wartime, there was always there was always something happening with the parade. Somebody put on a parade, and it was that 197 years when 2020 hit us. Right. And uh, so we've kind of lost the continuity, but I think the 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 197 years that we've been running the parade um, is is way up there.
0: Yeah, I think you'll probably get a pass. On those two years, the same as (laughs) every, in so (laughs) far as I think all you need to do is to say that you now are the 198th continuous parade that was legitimately allowed we'll take it <laughs> I so other events that you have because i normally i know that you used to have the wonderful gathering of the big dinner that i attended a few years back i guess all that kind of stuff is still on hold as well that really all you can do is the outdoor parade
1: yeah the other major associations in montreal like saint patrick society um they usually have you know the ball um that logistically couldn't happen this year because of the openings being Fourteenth, um, So they're having a virtual luncheon. You can find that on their website on St. Patrick's Society, Montreal. Um, and that's a virtual thing where there's going to be speakers and games and all these type of things like they had last year. Uh, the Air and, Sports, um, Air and Sports Association's annual breakfast that they normally have, again, didn't line up. And because of the restrictions in the coming two weeks compared to what will be after March 14th, They're actually going to push their breakfast until September, which will be halfway to the next St. Patrick's Day, Um, but they're going to have their breakfast coming up in, in, you know, September 2020. Um, I know some of the other parades in Montreal are still in the planning process, like Hudson and Chattagee. That's kind of the only ones that I really know of that are, that are going on right now. There's still a mix of virtual and, and in-person, but the in-person really can only happen after the 14th.
0: Kevin, during the last two years, uh, um, it has been a difficult time for all the organizations, particularly. And I've said this and some of the other people I've talked to, that an awful lot of the members of these organizations have grey hair. And the period that we've just gone through has been particularly challenging for the senior community that whether Mm -hmm. it be in rural areas that they were isolated but even in cities that they were isolated and oftentimes isolation in cities is a lot more challenging how has it been for the Irish society the United Irish societies in Montreal
1: well trying to keep all of your membership engaged has been very challenging Um, we were always you know in person we were always Always having, um, in-person events and, you know, meetings and whatnot. And if, you know, barn that there was, you know, church messes and, and everything else kind of going on in church basements all over the place. Well, all of that abruptly stopped. So, you know, even meetings getting used to, you know, engaging with people and, you know, some people had to kind of do some, do some new things and get involved with Zoom. And, you know, I think everyone's pretty proficient now with Zoom and whatnot, but that's pretty much how we've kept everybody engaged for the past two years. But there's a lot of people that we haven't seen. I think we only got together right around Christmas time just before the, the Omicron hit and had a Christmas basket draw. And that drew, you know, I think we had the the limit in a place that we could. And, and we had the draw and it was it was a breath of fresh air to actually see people face to face again after two years. So, yeah, it's been very challenging. and. You know, you're right. It's, it's, there's a lot of gray hair in the room, myself included. Um, that, you know, it's, uh, it, it's been tough. We've lost a lot of members as well, um, to COVID and, and to other illnesses. So it's, it's been, it's been a really rough two years.
0: Kevin, I'm going to wrap up with you there, and thanks a million for taking the time. Wishing every success. Hopefully on the 14th, it's a good news story, and that everything rolls smoothly thereafter. We'll catch up with you later on again. Thanks a million. Great
1: right. to be on the 20th at 9.30 in the morning, so if you're in Montreal, come on out.
0: And that was Kevin Tracy from the United Irish Societies of Montreal. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. And now we'll come back to Ottawa. We're actually going to have a chat with Jennifer Kerr, and Jennifer is joining us. The, uh, Jennifer's with the Ottawa Gales, and uh, Jennifer, thanks a million for, for coming along and bringing us up to speed. You guys, I know, are particularly active. And uh, do you want to tell me what has been going on? I noticed you were out, was it running or walking, and the frigid weather a night or two ago?
2: Yes, yes, we brave the cold. We have to to survive winter in Ottawa. But um, we did a fundraiser for the Ottawa mission, which was called uh, the Coldest Walk of the Year. So a few of us participated in that um, we exceeded our goal of raising $300. We actually raised $605. So it was a great, good excuse to get out and, and walk around. So, yeah, it was it was a great success.
0: Fantastic. So I noticed you have a busy month ahead as well. And given the all the stuff that is going on, uh, people are gradually starting to reemerge and look each other in the eye. Not virtually, but actually <laughs> look in the eye. And while they may still have a mask on, at least they can look at each other's eyes. So how have things been?
2: Yeah, I think we're all antsy to kind of dust the cobwebs off. So now as soon, as soon as things lifted, I was on the phone with every dome in Ottawa to try to find dome time for us to get out and start running around and get things going again. So we have two dome sessions coming up. Uh, they're both in uh, the Russell Dome, which is actually located in Embrun. It's about 30 minutes outside of Ottawa, so not too bad. Um, those are on March 13th and April 24th, and they're both on Sundays from 2 to 4. So the first hour is going to be coed ed and the second hour from 3 to 4 is going to be co-ed football. So it's nothing serious or strenuous. We want everyone with every skill level to come out and just kick around. If it's your first time or your hundredth time coming out, you know, just an excuse to see each other and kick a ball around and, and just start hopefully getting back to normal-ish.
0: Jennifer, that was an interesting comment you made there about the ability to uh, access to dome time. I take it that now that things are easing out a little, that access to domes is quite scarce.
2: Yeah, well, just in, in my experience calling around, I think as soon as the restrictions lifted, everyone who runs a sport of some sort, whether it's soccer or indoor baseball or whatever... Um, was just antsy to to start booking up times and usually you'd you'd book it months in advance so it's not as it's kind of last minute but now it, it's so last minute so yeah it was a bit of a bit of a struggle but we found out here in Embrun um there's quite a lot of availability I don't know if people just don't know about it maybe but um it's been it's been great so far. Good, good. Um, because at this stage there
0: would be what four, five, six domes around the city, is it?
2: And in the outskirts, like there's a there's one in Stittsville, and I think there might be one in Canada. I'm not sure. Right. But um, and the ones downtown are so expensive. So
0: right, I to find know.
2: something that's available that's not ten o'clock at night and affordable. Um, it's tricky.
0: Yeah, because I know within walking distance of me oh, here, there's two of them. There's a little bit. yeah, there's two of them within walking distance of me here. There is um, the Louis Riel and the Hornets Nest. I, I see lots of cars in the parking lot, so I guess that's what's going on. That uh, they're they're busy. So, what kind of response have you been getting? Uh, people are antsy; they're anxious to get out. So, all the activities are well attended, full of enthusiasm.
2: Yeah, we had one session in. I think it was. Maybe November or October. And uh it was great. It was we probably had maybe twenty five mm-hmm. twenty five people out approximately. And uh it was co ed and it was just easy going. We I think I mean, just speaking from my own experience, I was just so happy to see someone and to be outside of the walls of my house. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> see some familiar faces and kick around and have a laugh and it's so nice.
0: So are you guys doing anything special for round the seventeenth or other than the the session out member? Have you any events lined up to celebrate this wonderful, momentous time of the year?
2: I, I don't think so, not yet. I think it's this um like with the restrictions lifting, it's kinda of snuck up on us. So we've all we all kind of assumed everything would be so Quiet this year, but uh, yeah, no. I imagine the next couple of weeks we'll start putting our thinking caps on and organizing something.
0: right for sure. So, yeah. if anyone wants to keep in touch with where what you're doing, where where can they find all the information?
2: We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram at Ottawa Gales, um, our website Ottawa Gales as well. Um, we're we have multiple people keeping track of that account. So, if any if you have any questions or concerns, um, please reach out. We love talking to new people and bringing on new faces. So happy to happy to chat.
0: and the other thing jennifer of course is you're catering for from what age what what your what would be the youngest that you three start to, to
2: 93 start? <laughs> absolutely we have a, a youth program that's um starting to pick up as well and but i mean i mean in terms of the the adults um i don't even know what the age range is anymore and i'm sure the ladies right. wouldn't want me to out the <laughs> age ranges either but uh no, we have every ability and every age. I think that's the beautiful thing of the Ottawa Gales is that you know, we, we love we love everyone. We want everyone to come out and enjoy this beautiful game.
0: And Jennifer, in previous years I know that the Gales ran um, there were summer camps. Is that are you talking about doing that again?
2: Uh, we're talking about it. I don't know any of the details or anything um, set in stone yet, but I'm sure it, it'll be in the works.
0: As if the timing is right, I have two little grandsons that we would be happy to have them going out and tagging out oh, wow. and learn, learning the joys of Gaelic football. Um, one of them is a good basketball player and they play soccer, so they need to. We need to get them to expand their their, their portfolio of sports. They
2: sound like the ideal recruit. <laughs>
0: Indeed, Jennifer, it's been great chatting with you. Thanks, William, for taking the time. Hope you have a wonderful month and celebrate Saint Patrick's Day. You too. Thank you so much for having me on.